0: And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and
1: culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope
2: and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. So, it's me, Billy, and Alan, Hello. with a special guest. First time guest. First time guest. First time, wow. Alan Jr. Hello, Hello, everybody. Or as I
0: like to call him, firstborn? Firstborn? firstborn, I am firstborn. yes. Hello.
2: Alan's firstborn. This episode will be on SSS, or <laughs> Strangest Stories <laughs> in the Scriptures. Or. Wow. Or. <laughs> Seriously screwed up stories. (laughs) So we focus on one of um, the strangest stories that we can find in the Bible. And we just see what we can learn from them and the lessons that we can take out. And also at the end, we are going to do some casting. We'd like to imagine that we are creative or talented enough to (laughs) produce and write screenplay for a movie (laughs) and cast. The proper people. So, um, in the end, we're gonna do movie casting of who we want to play, um, which actors that we'd pick if we were to make a movie on this story. So, stay tuned and see what we have for you, and let's see what we can learn from this story. We're gonna be focusing on Balaam and the donkey. So. there's already a <laughs> uh, f- front runner for the donkey later on but <laughs> <laughs> but here is our strangest stories in the scriptures strangest stories in scriptures We're going to be focusing on Balaam and the donkey, which is found in Numbers 22. Should we just read the whole thing? 39, 41. Wow. It's kind of long. Um, let's just read. It'll be fun. <clears throat> It'll be fun. All right. So, Numbers 22. Then the Israelites traveled to the plains of Moab and camped along the Jordan across from Jericho. Now, Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab was terrified because they were so. There were so many people. Indeed, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. The Moabites said to the le- elders of Midian this horde is going to lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field okay so Balak the son of Zippor who was the king of Moab at that time sent messengers to summon Balaam son of Beor who was at Pethor near the Euphrates river in his native land Balak said a people has come out of Egypt they cover the face of the land and have settled next to me Now come and put a curse on these people, because they are too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that whoever you bless is blessed, and whoever you curse is cursed. The elders of Moab and Midian left, taking with them the fee for divination. When they came to Balaam, they told him what Balak had said. Spend the night here, Balaam said to them, and I will report back to you with the answer the Lord gives me. So the Moabite officials stayed with him. God came to Balaam and asked, Who are these men with you? Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent this message. Sent me this message. A people that has come out of Egypt covers the face of the land. Now come and put a curse on them for me. Perhaps then I will be able to fight them and drive them away. But God said to Balaam, Don't, Do not go with them. You must not put a curse on those people. Because they are blessed. The next morning, Balaam got up and said to Balak's officials, Go back to your own country, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the Moabite officials returned to Balak and said, Balaam refused to come with us. Then Balak said, sent other officials, more numerous and more distinguished than the first. They came to Balaam and said, This is what Balak son of Zippor said, says Do not let anything keep you. F- from coming to me because I will reward you handsomely and do whatever you say come and put a curse on these people for me but Balaam answered them even if Balak gave me all the silver and gold in his place in his palace I could not do anything great or small to go beyond the command of the Lord my God now spend the night here so that I can find out what else the Lord will tell me that night, God came to Balaam and said, Since this man, these men have come to summon you, go with them, but do only what I tell you. Hmm. Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the Moabite officials. But God was, was very angry what? when he went. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> and the up? angel of the Lord stood up, in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, it turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat it to get it back on the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyards with walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it pressed close to the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against it. So he beat the donkey again. Poor donkey. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, either to the left nor to the right. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it laid down under Balaam and he was angry and beat it with his staff. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and it said to Balaam, what have I done to you? What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? (laughs) Uh Uh Balaam answered the donkey. you have made a fool of me if only I had a sword in, his, in my hand I would kill you right now the donkey said to Balaam am I not your own donkey which you have always ridden to this day have I been in the habit of doing this to you no he said then the lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the lord standing in the road with his sword drawn so he bowed low and fell face down then the the angel of the Lord asked him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? I have come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. So the donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away, I would certainly have killed you by now, but I would have spared it. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I did not realize you were standing on the road to oppose me. Now, if you are displeased, I will go back. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went with Balak's officials. When Balak heard what, that Baal, Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the Moabite town on the Arnon border, at the edge of his territory. Balak said to Balaam, Did I not send you an urgent summons? Why didn't you come to me? Am I really not able to reward you? Well, I have come to you now, Balaam replied, but I can't say whatever I please. I must speak only what God puts in my mouth. Then Balaam went with Balak to Kiriath Huzoth. Balak sacrificed cattle and sheep and gave some to Balaam and the officials who were with him. In the next morning, Balak took Balaam to the Bamoth Baal. And from there he could see the outskirts of the Israelite camp. Anyways. (laughs) So... The story does not end there. <laughs> no, it's a long story. What's the ending? Do you know the ending? The ending? Uh, so... All I see is that Balaam had three messages.
0: Three messages. So Balaam has three messages. So the first message, you know, he goes to meet the king uh, the king of Moab, Balak, I think. Uh, he says, hey, okay, so I brought you here. I've got all these gifts for you. I've got the, all this reward for you. Curse these Israelites. Uh, because the context is the Israelites are moving into the promised land and you know God's going with them and they're getting rid of all the inhabitants of, of Canaan and all the promised land. Nobody can stand against them. Mm-hmm. And so Balak calls Balaam, who apparently speaks to the Lord as well. Uh, calls them to curse these uh, the Israelites so that they can have an advantage when they go to war with him. And as as Balaam says, Okay, well I'll I'll go and say something, but I'll only speak what, what God says. So he goes up on top of this hill, and he instead of pronouncing a curse, he blesses them.
1: The Israelite people.
0: The Israelite people. <laughs> and Balak has a conniption. Like, he just goes, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are I, what am I, and, but he knows, like, he has to get this done, right? He knows he needs Balaam to go curse these people, so he's like, okay, fine, let's, let's just go to another, like, let's just squash that, let's, let's, let's just chalk that up to, you know, you're warming up, let's go to the second hill, do it, right, Balaam's like, all right, but I told you I'm only gonna do what you know God I says, says yeah, you know, what, puts, what God puts in my mouth. So he goes up, and instead of cursing them, he blesses them again. Balak loses his mind. He's like, what are you doing? Right? Let's just go to a third hill, perhaps you know a different view of the angle or whatever. It's just like it'll change your mind. Same thing happens. He's like, what am I doing? What am? Why are you here? Right? I've asked you to curse them three times, and three times you've blessed them. <laughs> I can't remember what happens after that, but the story doesn't end there in the sense that, you know, obviously you know the Israelites they they still conquered you know obviously they conquered the land, but in terms of a content sort of like um what's that thing that you have at the end, epilogue? No, is that the beginning? Epilogue uh... at the end. Anyway, so like there's a there's a thing at the end where you know a couple a couple chapters later that talks about Balaam. Sort of being killed by the children of Israel because he was in this one town. What? Right, right? Um, and they they avenged like they they brought on Balaam what was supposed to like happen to him, right? So I guess the Lord wasn't very pleased with him, and so they you know he delivered them he delivered Balaam into the children of Israel's hands, and they killed him. What the? Fuck? It was just kind of like Boy. a footnote. Huh? What the heck? But it was a worthy footnote. Yeah
2: because in this story it ends Balaam just went home yeah right because mm-hmm, yeah. he there were seven messages in total but those messages were pretty much blessing the Israelite and then sure. going to the Kenites or whoever like the Moabites and said you are cursed and God will destroy you sucks and then after that he went home and the king of Mo- the Moabites went his way it said in the end but I guess later on <laughs> he was killed <laughs> Yeah.
1: Huh. By the Israelites
0: By the Israelites. The
1: people he blessed himself Yeah Right?
0: Yeah um, Yeah um, So we find in Revelations 2 Chapter, uh, chapter 2 verse 14 You know uh, uh, You know the angel is, is saying to one of the churches I have a few things against you Because you have some there who are hold the teaching of Balaam who kept teaching Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. So apparently later on down the line, even though Balaam went home, he still had some kind of influence on the children of Israel. Maybe because, you know, they heard that, oh, instead of cursing us, you blessed us. Hey, you're one of us. And he led them down a path that they shouldn't have gone. Hmm. Right. That's why I guess it was killed off. Later,
1: what the heck?
2: (laughs) I guess we can see in the character of Balaam someone who lacked conviction and that he just did whatever he thought would make him prosper. Am I getting that correct?
0: Sorry, say that again.
2: I guess we see in Balaam in his character, like he lacked conviction, he was either he would either do something. That people told him to do, or like God will tell him to do, um, but he didn't stick to what he was, was told, what he knew was right Oh, for his gain, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little hard to like figure out what happened. Because you, because like even us, we were like, we're, we're, we, <laughs> we, we, we reacted to god being angry that balaam had gone even though balaam says even though god tells balaam the night before <laughs> okay go but don't say anything unless i tell you um so that's a little
1: i heard it i heard wait, some... wait 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 no what are you saying <laughs> so yeah because so god said um
2: go with these men yeah he but said that o- do only what i tell you to sure. do sure Mm-hmm. But then the next line is that ba- it says Balaam, Balaam went with them and
1: God got angry. angry. <laughs> what happened there, man? Yeah, there is Maybe something, something there. God happened. saw his heart. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. That's Maybe. what I
0: was thinking as well.
1: Or what if God didn't want him to go with them at that moment? I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm right? just
1: grabbing yeah.
0: guessing. Straws. SSS, man i S. <laughs> so confused <laughs> Huh What Yeah so you find it later In Numbers 31 verses 8 They uh-huh. killed the kings Speaking of the Israelites They killed the kings of Midian Along with the rest of those killed Evi, Rechem, Zer, Hur, and Reba The five kings of Midian They also killed Balaam The son of Beor with the sword
1: <laughs> Hmm Rough
0: uh, 31 verses 16 Behold they caused the son of Israel Through Behold, they caused the son of, sons of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to be unfaithful to the Lord in the matters of Peor, so that the plague took place among the congregation of the Lord.
1: Wait, so saying Balaam led Israel down the wrong path? Yeah, he did. Huh.
0: It, it sounds because there's somehow I think in Re- in Revelation it talked about, or it, where is it? Maybe in uh, Joshua, they
2: mentioned Korah. Um Kor is one of the. I think Kor is one of the people who got eaten by the earthquake. Yeah, because um, they were rebe- they rebelled against Moses. They wanted to take Moses oh, out of leadership, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then God wasn't living for that. Something like so, that. He just was not about that wasn't it, you <laughs> know, <laughs> just, <laughs> he ain't about that life. So <laughs> he called an earthquake, and then. The earth ate Korah and his associates. He's just
1: like, oh no, no, that's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No,
0: not about that.
1: Okay, I can see your conviction thing about Balaam. Mm
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, a long time ago, I heard somebody tried to come up with an explanation of why you know trying to reconcile why God would tell him to go and then still be angry at him (laughs) that he went. And I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was that. I what was thought you, just, you were saying. It. Yeah, no, it that, but that's why it was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't strong enough to at least stick oh. in my memory. Oh, okay. So this one's a little bit confusing. <laughs> okay, it maybe is. God saw
2: his heart. That's the only thing that I could see. Yeah, I can see that now. Yeah, I'm leaning on that one. It's that I mean, maybe there was that condi- Condition is that you go, but do only what I tell you but God saw in his heart but yeah, that he wasn't he, he was
0: gonna go for the for the treasure yeah he was yeah,
2: yeah, he yeah. wasn't oh. supposed to go if he wasn't gonna do what God tells him to do
1: and I guess like God saw his heart he's like oh this guy's heart this is his intention It's to definitely not do what I want to do and like do something for him. yeah let me go get the get
2: the
0: good reward. Stuff from, yeah and so God's and like, like nope hey you angel go stop the donkey right stop him from going because no one's gonna be cursing my guys Mm. okay right um and it's a good and it's probably safe to assume that god saw that you know um balaam would have led would lead them down a path that they shouldn't have gone later on uh there's a good assumption you can make an argument that that way as well so but it just it's it's unclear in the scriptures but um I would say that's a pretty good guess of why of what yeah. was going on, because he had gone. He had gone with the intention. Okay, God says I can go. Like you know, we we find ourselves at times rationalizing, trying to yeah. compromise, compromise, trying to find the loopholes in the situation so we can have our cake and eat it too. Well, for sure, right. Um, obviously, obviously we're guessing at this point, but, but at some point, you know, God sends this angel and you want to know why, because we can't reconcile God being sort of like passive aggressive in his message. Like, okay, go, you go, come on, you go, you want to go, you go. All right. You just tell him what I want to say. All right. All right. Just go. When really the, what they're saying is like, no, don't you dare. I can't believe we're actually having this conversation, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be going right. But the passive aggressive, is like, no, no, you go, come on, let's see what happens. Go, you go right uh and then you know it's a it could be argued that yeah he went with the intentions of collecting you know being on the good side of the king of moab uh and cursing them in a way that he could get the money and yet listen to what god was telling him to Mm -hmm. right uh because I think, I mean, it, it comes out clear later on in the chapters and, and other books that Balaam, even though, which is odd, because he talks to God, or God yeah. talks to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet, he's a person, <laughs> he, he's a person that that, at best, plays different sides. Ah, uh, okay. Right, so... Mm-hmm. That brings up a really uncomfortable situation or like, you know, theory that, you know, God talks to, well, I don't know if it's uncomfortable yet, but yeah, kind of, that God talks to people that can kind of mess you up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I mean,
1: God's, I guess God's intention was to like, I guess hopefully, no, is sway the word? No, just like, you know, lead Balaam down the great path. Right, I think that was him. God being sovereign, mm-hmm. he'd be like, "Come on, man, what are you doing?"
0: Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing, are you man? Doing? Come on! But you know what also comes to mind? Okay, so there's mm-hmm. another. So there's another kind of random story. Um, I think maybe during da- David's time, where an unknown prophet is sent to you know say a message to somewhere. I can't remember mm-hmm. the, the entire story. So he she follows everything that that God says and oh, yeah, yeah, god yeah. tells him just go straight home don't do anything else say what you have to say and then go straight home and this this prophet does everything that god asks uh and he you know on it he's going on his way home and then on his way home he meets another prophet uh, who tells that, who tells him hey come over to my house you know i you know whatever and let's eat a, let's, uh, because god told me to tell you to you know you can come over to my house and we can eat a meal what the heck? And he does that because it's a false prophet. So he listens to oh, him. Oh, he listens to him. And then, they him, get killed and then by he and then that the, prophet, that no name prophet, yeah, the plot gets wrecked. Begins. Gets wrecked.
2: Yes, wow. he gets killed.
0: Yeah, and 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 to, and why I say that is that you know we're all, I mean, yeah, we're all human, uh, but this also talks about you know when somebody is in sort of. The, the situation You know We We often like to think Of our Biblical stories Of hey This is the good guy This is the bad guy You know Sometimes You know The prophets of God You know They find themselves In the middle They find themselves In the crossroads And this is Very much uh, You know Their Their fork in the road mm-hmm. Right And we don't We don't think of that For prophets We don't think of that With people that speak to God because if you, God speaks to you, that means you're really important, and that you know because God is holy, you must be holy. But we also have to remember God speaks to regular people as well. It's just sometimes we we don't know how to hear it, you know. Um, and in this instance, you know it's it's just a seriously screwed up story. Seriously <laughs>
2: screwed up. I think the strangest part. For me, is the donkey? What <laughs> the donkey speaks? Yo, yeah, that's the other thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the one
0: thing you can, the other thing you, I, I I get from this this story is that you can be so angry that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. there's that whole phenomenon with Vikings about being a berserker, where all they see is red, and they start to like lose control go, and just go yeah, crazy. Go crazy. That's kind of seems what happens with Balaam. Right, he's whipping this donkey and he's so angry. He doesn't know. He's arguing with an animal.
1: How you Girl, know Call Peter man. Call Peter. What's happening here? With
0: a donkey. Right? Yeah. Who's speaking back to you in a, in a human language and you're not even blinking. Not even fazed.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes our angers get the better the better up. Mm, yeah uh-huh. and i think what's sad here <laughs> is that like god had to reveal himself first to the animal rather than balaam to get to balaam yeah true mm, yeah 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 like that's uh, and uh it's just that like, maybe God was just fed up with Balaam. Like, he didn't want to communicate with him because he's done his best to communicate with Balaam beforehand. <laughs> but then Balaam kind of, like, wouldn't listen. So, it's just that sometimes maybe, like, a lesson here is that we we don't really have a good sense of seeing or listening to God. Hmm even though God talks to us. Mm-hmm. So it came to a point when God had to speak through the animal <laughs> to,
1: to make Balaam listen. Because so. mm-hmm. it would have mm-hmm. been the only way to get him to listen. To get him. Because yeah. of his well, apparently, stubbornness. Well,
0: apparently not. It had to be the angel that appeared in front of him. That is true. That is why <laughs> right? It wasn't the donkey. To get wasn't more the donkey. and more and more outrageous. Yeah, exactly. His rage increased when his donkey didn't listen and how much do we get in trouble because things don't go our way? Oh yeah. That's right. True. We can get so angry we lose our perception of what reality is. You get so angry, you get so deep into the to the rabbit hole. You find yourself arguing with a donkey and not. Become so irrational. Yeah, yeah. irrational. <laughs> irrational rage. Irrational. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And I think that's like maybe this is an evidence that he was going for he saw something in his future that like Balaam saw something in his future and was enamored by all the riches sure that Mm. had you know the potential of him getting riches because as a prophet or as you know Balaam didn't I I pictured that Balaam wasn't a rich guy right huh. or that he didn't own many properties mm. and it seems that he's had this donkey for a really long time so mm. I think the donkey was one of his like few possessions and for them to be together for a long time and for him to treat the donkey like that kind of speaks uh, to me that mm. he was after something else mm. Rather than what God told him. Yeah, that's Because a he was really s- angry at the donkey for like, beating him and all that. Yeah. So...
1: Like, he just got so... He's got that tunnel vision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That extreme tunnel vision. Extreme on just... tunnel
1: vision, I guess. Oh, I didn't think about that. I think it just goes to show, like... The power of the human will. <laughs> <laughs> the power of the human will... And and also God's sovereignty, because you know what, even no matter how angry you get, God's gonna. I think God just humbled him in that in that situation.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I think what I guess the main lesson here is that Don't we need to donkey? check our. <laughs> check yourself first of all don't own a donkey don't own a donkey don't Don't hit a donkey lesson one I think the main lesson that I can glean from this story is that we need to check our motivations at all times Mm, and mm -hmm. be aware and be mindful uh, yeah be mindful of why we're really doing what God you know what God has set up for us to do like because God told him to go so he went but I'm guessing, and we can only you know imagine that he was going for something else other than what God was telling him mm-hmm. to do, so I think we need to listen to God and be aware of our motivations of why we're doing what we think God is telling us to do, that's right true. because mm-hmm. you know many many pastors go into the ministry um not because maybe. At the start, yes, they wanted to minister to people, or they wanted to um, do God's work of evangelism and all that. But some somewhere down the line, it became about the benefits. It became about yeah. the money. It became mm. about the influence. It became about the clout, or um, yeah, just the celebrity status that right. uh, some of these pastors. Experience, so True. I think, and from from the outside, it looks like they're doing God's will, or from the outside, it looks like they're doing the good work, but um, it it might have down the line, it might have the motivation might have changed. Mm, yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that's what we need to. That's Keep what we can mind. learn from this story mm-hmm. is that you're doing God's will. You God told him to go, but how are you gonna go about it? Like is. He, when God tells you to go are you doing it because God tells you or because you have something else in mind
1: right
0: right I know we've <laughs> I'm kind of like circling back a little bit um but one of the interesting notes about Balaam was that he was a diviner a diviner A diviner, yeah, it says, where is it? Uh, I think in in Deuteronomy. um, Oh, Joshua 13.22, the sons of Israel also killed Balaam, the son of Beor, the diviner. A diviner is somebody that does soothsaying. Soothsaying is someone that has like messages, like um, a person who predicts the future by magical, intuitive, or more rational means. Oh, right, interesting, and it's interesting because you know how we how we built up the 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 context of this story that the children of Israel were coming into the land of Canaan, the the land of Canaan, the promised land, right? Uh, but before they had done that, uh, God was saying, "Hey." Um, um in another mm-hmm. in another, uh, it may have been Exodus or, or somewhere else, where God was saying,, um, you know, the time of, it wasn't ready to go into the promised land because the time, the, the people that were there, their time is not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And scholars would say that that is in reference to God giving the people of, of uh, that lived in Canaan, the amount of time to turn back and or mm. to fulfill like their their a uh, rejection of God. Right? Uh before God, you know, uh apparently sends like hornets before like the children of Israel to like kick uh uh yeah, to kick out the inhabitants of the Canaan. But it's interesting that Balaam might have been a previous mouthpiece of God to the to the people of Canaan. Hmm. Right. And that's why there might have there was a relationship there. Right. Hmm. A previous relationship. But because the the people of Canaan had like other gods, you know, it wasn't it wouldn't have been uncommon for Balaam to like seek divinations from other sort of quote unquote you know uh I divine see. beings. Right, right. Right. And and that, you know, Balaam, even though he at one point was a mouthpiece God may not have been the most ideal person for God as a mouthpiece but that relationship was there mm-hmm. but like the inhabitants of Canaan his time at that in the land was up as well right <laughs> and it didn't help oh. that he it didn't help that he misled the children of Israel down a different path than they should have mm. so interesting to very interesting me
2: true don't mislead (laughs) God's children right and I think that's one of the like major messages of Paul like the apostle in the New Testament like whoever and also Jesus like whoever like causes these young people to stumble like it's better for them To be drowned in the sea Or something like that like To have a a rock tied to their Necks Or whatever And then be thrown Thrown into into the the ocean Um, And then Paul is like You know Don't cause your brother to stumble Stumble. Mm -hmm. Right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um, It's just A message that Balaam needed to hear or, (laughs) Or some of us need to hear From time to time is that are we causing, or are we misleading God's children? Right. Mm-hmm. That's so scary. It's a whole yeah, check your a, heart type thing, right?
1: right?
0: Or yeah, or even twisting the words of God uh, when you were for your saying, own gain, right? Yeah, for, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely for your own gain. But what you were saying, Mark, that reminded me of what God was saying in the last chapter of Revelation in twenty-two, and Revelation opens up with a blessing that says anybody that reads this book, you will be blessed. (laughs) But it also ends off with, I test in Revelation 22 verse 18, uh, I testify to anyone, everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are, which are written in this book.
1: Yikes. And if
0: anyone takes away from the words of this book, of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. Yikes. Right, so don't mess with God's message. Don't mess with the message. Don't mess. Don't Don't autocorrect.
2: <laughs> autocorrect. Oh, don't autocorrect. <laughs> don't predict text. God's <laughs> message. There we go. Interesting. We go. Okay, so main lessons we can learn is that check your motivations. Check your motivations. Um, don't mislead God's, God's people. people yeah. And listen to your pets. Listen to <laughs> don't your own pets. a donkey. Treat
0: your pets well. <laughs> Treat your don't pets be well. Treat your right head. Right head. Right. Right. And if it starts talking to you. I thought you oh, really messed up. You really check, yo, you really check <laughs> you're yourself <ready>. right now. <laughs> so you know you maybe really you gotta to, stop for a second.
2: Stop for a second. Make sure you've eaten your breakfast. Make sure you're not hallucinating. <laughs> but if you're not hallucinating, then maybe God's just telling you, trying to tell you something. Yeah. Uh, and don't auto, autocorrect God. Oh, yes. Don't auto-correct.
0: autocorrect.
2: All right, so let's move on to our movie casting if we were (laughs) we were rich enough to produce a movie and and we got the budget from the church the church (laughs) sure wow wow we have the budget from the general conference (laughs) to make a movie adaptation of this story (laughs) who would you cast for each character Wow. (laughs) Who wants to start?
0: All right. Okay, so halfway through, you know, um, the story, Balaam goes, like, I'm sticking to that point where where Balaam kind of just loses his mind and just uh, starts arguing with, with a donkey. And the person that comes to mind that just like is angry and when he, you know, when he's arguing and stuff. So for Balaam, I chose Al Pacino. Oh my (laughs) god! What are you doing? Yeah, so that guy uh, for the king of Moab, who also has a conniption halfway through, like whatever, but also kind of gets stunned half, you know, while while Balaam is proclaiming the blessing. uh, I'm gonna go with Steve Carell.
2: (laughs) 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 Sort of has the office look when he's just like in the middle of it. I can see what's going
0: on. Uh, The donkey. Kevin Hart. Oh, that's good. That's hey, good. Of hey, you. I like that. Hey, stop into me. <laughs> just, that's perfect. Actually, I like um, that. The voice of God, Sean Bean. I'll go with Sean. I'll Sean. go with Sean Bean. Okay. I'll go with who's Sean Bean? Bean. Yeah, who's that again? Uh, uh, you don't walk into the eye of uh, like into Mordor. Boromir. Oh. oh, Boromir.
2: oh <laughs> or uh, Agent 006 from oh, James you. Bond. Yeah. Or, uh, okay,
1: okay, 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 okay. Um,
2: Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Ned Stark. Ned Stark. The- yeah. um,
0: and then finally, the angel of the Lord, who has like kind of a small part, but you know we want somebody menacing and mm-hmm. and whatever. Uh, Idris Elba, we'll go with
1: him. Yo, Idris Elba would be the scariest angel. <laughs> but why? what do you think you're doing there yeah,
0: Serious. <laughs> serious. So yeah. That's that's my cast.
1: I like that cast. We, you know, we'd I never like be that able that to cast. afford that. I like that so cast. That's, that's an all star cast. That is. It's such an all
0: star cast. Hey, we never be Hypothetically, able to we have the money. Hypothetically. Yeah, that's an all star cast. That's a great cast. <laughs> Hitting all theaters soon.
1: Wow. So, all
2: right. Who else? Anyone else? Oh, I don't you know. Man. I don't know. That was a great was cast. Pretty, How my man. Do you? It's too
1: so obvious. <laughs> Good, I'm going, try, no, I'm trying to think of a good pairing, though. You know, I'm trying to think of a, who would be a good, um, good Baloo. You know it. Just no, don't, know. don't do that. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> okay, as donkey, good old Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, no, there's no, in my heart, house. there's no other donkey in my heart <laughs> that I can think of. And then it just has to be Mike Myers. It's Mike Myers <laughs> Balaam. Balaam. It, makes, it makes so too it's much Shrek. sense. That'll do, Donkey. Just like all That'll the griping Shrek has done to Donkey. Just as <laughs> yeah. the same thing Balaam has done to Donkey. There so go. Okay. it just makes too much sense That's to me. That's good.
2: That's good. I like that. <laughs> I just...
1: <laughs> when I just think about it, it's kind of just like a remake. So it's a remake of Shrek. Really but they're getting Shrek. paid. It's like 30 years later after Shrek.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the King of Moab is John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy that was short it's pretty much the like, same thing, but, Lithgow like, you know, they're getting
1: paid less salary because they're old the now. With the
0: big head with short, like, legs and stuff. Lord of Lord <laughs> of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I see that. I see that. Oh, yeah. I, I can see that. <laughs> just in my head, like, it's, just Shrek, it's Shrek 4, you know? Mm-hmm. Be a little bit The angel can be Cameron Diaz. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who would be a good angel? Hmm. I feel like this is like a 90s cast, like a mid, like a early 2000s cast now at this point. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're trying to fit the characters of Shrek into Baleam. <laughs> what? <yeah. laughs> so, what a cast. What a
1: cast. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, so I'm not that, too
0: sure. Like, you can't have the gingerbread guy that's like the voice of <laughs> the- God or anything like that. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, probably be like the guy who uh like the the mirror.
0: Oh, the mirror. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) As the voice of God. There you
0: go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can
1: see that. Okay.
0: That makes sense to me. Yeah. There you
1: go. That's it. Balaam and Donkey. Balaam, Shrek and Donkey. By the cast of Shrek. From the cast oh. of Shrek, we bring you Shrek. From the producers Greer. that brought you Shrek. <laughs> yeah. And the actors. And the actors. Too. actors, yeah. too. And the actors. Oh. That's funny. Right.
2: Wow. Okay, mine would be. Balam would be Rob Schneider.
1: Rob <laughs> Schneider. Schneider. From
2: Deuce Bigelow. Oh my gosh. Is
1: Rob Schneider an anti vaxxer? Apparently. I think so. Oh, wow. I think he is. Okay. <clears throat>
2: okay. But we don't discriminate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We don't discriminate. But I. Oh yeah. 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 Um,
2: Yeah. uh, The donkey would be. What's
1: his face, Sherlock? Which Benedict 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 Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch. Wow! 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 Wow. Rob Rob Schneider, and Benedict Cumberbatch (laughs) (laughs) in a movie together. (laughs) Wow. Wow! wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, interesting. Um, That's something. The voice of God would be Val Kilmer. Wow! Wow! Well, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Because yeah, there's precedent there. Mm-hmm.
2: The Prince of Egypt. Prince YouTube? of Egypt. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and then the angel would be—I just had his name, Neo.
1: Keanu oh, Reeves
2: Keanu Reeves oh, Keanu What is Wow It's
1: like John Wick <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves <laughs> So John Wick As an angel Essentially <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: The yeah. king I'm torn on the king I'd still go with Odette Fair Odette Fair from,
1: Okay Yeah. From The, the Mummy too. Yeah Okay Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm just thinking about an interaction between Keanu Reeves and Rob Schneider. This <laughs> Rob Schneider just <laughs> coming from the ben comedic world with Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> it's like Rob Schneider's all comedy, Benedict is all drama, and then Keanu Reeves is gonna kill you. <laughs> you know? Wow! I love that. That's I love. Great. Wow! I love that cast. Do you have anyone, AJ?
0: No, I've been enjoying just hearing you guys. I didn't <laughs> have the
1: thoughts or the time to think.
0: Do you know what I think the... about
1: your movie, Mark? It's like those ensemble movies they make for like New Year's and Valentine's Day. That's what I think about your movie. <laughs> yeah, <casting>. yeah. <laughs> Love Actually. Love Actually. Just like, with, like all these people who kind like don't make sense coming together to, as a movie, but they still make a movie together. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's so. Good. Well,
2: folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at The Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way
0: in helping us out.
1: Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigals Podcast.